We'll start off right. See, fuck. I don't have that noise, bro. I just got a mixed drink clanking around. <laughs> yeah, give us a little jingle. <laughs> you know, we really need a night like the first night where Jerry just gets fucking plastered and he starts <laughs> talking hella shit with fucking Reginald. All right, hold up, hold us to this. We should do drunk one shots. Oh, one shots where we take shots, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Every time you deal damage, you do that amount of shots. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh man, I'm a sick lightweight dude. You see me on half of Sam Adams, bro. Come on. <laughs> well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. But we gotta do the official intro that I've been practicing in a mirror and not fuck it up. All right, first try. Go. Three, two, one, go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony, and join with me today are the other three kobolds in my trench coat. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the forever bashful Jared. Top kobold, best kobold, Jared here, playing our most friendly warlock. And I'm Dan, second kobold from the bottom. I play Minus Pebble Walker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger. He's the cream filling. <laughs> 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 and uh, I'm Alec. I play Drill the Ashborn, Goliath Fighter. And I realized I'm on the bottom because I'm the most sturdy and reliable. Uh, facts. I don't. Get I don't know where I am. Am I the chesticle? Or am I the one in the tail? No, you're the one with that. You're the hat. You're I'm the, the, ha the hat. The <laughs> I'll be the hat. You're the <laughs> disguised glasses that we're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Listen, we save a lot of money on movie tickets. You know, we go to the theater, buy one movie ticket, easy. All right, Tony, give him the rundown. Oh, the rundown. You know the deal. Before we give you the recap, we got to give you the rundown. And what I got for you, of course, is a call to action. But it's not sharing with your friends. I mean, you should share with your friends, of course, if you love the show as much as I love you individually. But the other thing I want you guys to do as a call to action, if you're enjoying the show, whatever platform you're listening on, please rate it. Give us five stars. No less than five stars, you know? I, that really helps us. I just realized our podcast can, is rateable now. And uh, if you give us five stars, that'll help us immensely. Yeah, I'm really tired of making burner accounts and rating it five stars <laughs> just on all of them. So if you guys could help me out with that, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Where where do they rate it? Just on... It depends on whatever app you use, but it so should like be like right it's, under... It's like right below it. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with Apple Podcasts. I don't know where it is like on Pandora because I don't use Pandora. Also, check us out on YouTube. We got gameplay footage. We just recently uploaded a video of us playing Demio. Shout out to Resolution Games for letting us have an early crack at it. Shout out. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Do you guys have anything? Um, No, I just want you to go watch that video so you can see the amazing tactics from our boy Alec here. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty much a... Uh... Masterclass on how to make your party gold. So <laughs> he is That's a linebacker a and just went it. straight up the gut, straight towards gold. <laughs> uh, we never laughed so hard. So truly a, a good watch. Uh, highly recommended. It was really funny. But I'm ready to jump into it and uh, get going here. Yeah. Now it's time for the recap. In our last session, the three of you were exploring the basement of the vanquished Granny Wilfrey. A number of things were discovered beyond the basement door. A pile of missing children, numerous potions and tinctures, and a destroyed summoning rune. A similar summoning rune to the one that Armos had used when he met Reginald. 
The three of you make your way out of the basement and into the dark alley. But before you can leave, the three of you are stopped by the dark alleyway gang. A vicious ballad of steel and jazz played deep into the night until our heroes defeated the mousy fiends of the dark alley. Shortly after, the heroes make it back to the Thieves' Forge, taking one of the Dark Alleyway Rat members as a prisoner. Upon returning to the Thieves' Forge, you are met by Jubes and her gang, and they ask you if you're ready for a heist. Bard, play that intro, let's get on with the show! Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. You guys return to the Thieves Forge with one of the gang members from the Dark Alleyway Gang. He had transformed into a rat type creature, but he, since you guys walked back, he had went back to his normal humanoid form. You see Duncan's friends, Jubes and the gang, over a table, and on the table is a large map of the city of Dilmore with a bunch of sketches on it. And they ask you, are you boys ready for a heist? No. And I turn around and walk out. No. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. If there's bloodstones, I'm in. If there's friendship, I'm in. Uh, okay. <laughs> I actually kind of want to know the details before I decide if I'm in or not. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good uh, point. Uh, very, very yeah. good point, Drill. Yeah, uh, exactly. So last time you guys spoke about this heist or potential heist, they had uh, asked you if you wanted to join for a potential cut of the deal so whatever profits they made they would cut you in on the action so they were hiring you as help because you guys are not from the town and you don't plan on staying in the town of Dilmore. they saw you as a good asset and wanted to use you for your services and anonymity yeah how what much are we, are we talking, talking about <laughs> on the same page as you almost so how would your characters approach this negotiation uh how would your characters phrase it? All right, all right. So Armos is cracked out in the corner, <laughs> uh, shivering with bloodstones. <laughs> I want you all to come to my birthday party next year. <laughs> what do you want, Drell, huh? <laughs> I just want to kill people. <laughs> what happened? Jesus. <laughs> I'm just joking. I mean, I get, I, Drell's, Drell's kind of just down if the boys want to do it. Like, he doesn't really have anything. Like, it's all good to have money, but, I mean, Armos is obviously a tweaker for blood shards, so, I mean... Drell's gonna try to help him get his fix, apparently. So, just to give you an example of where you are fiscally, um, you do have a bit of money. You spent some money buying some gear, which should be a which should be available for you to pick up pretty soon. You're not broke, but you're also not rich. Um, the closer you get to bigger towns, you'll have access to better items. However, those items are gonna get increasingly more expensive depending on the um, density of the town and how hard they are to come by and wherever you're located, right? So if you guys wanna sit down and have a quick discussion with them, let me know. It is pretty late into the night. What do we wanna do with this this rat guy? Yeah, you also have that dark alleyway gang member. So what are your plans with him? You guys are gonna have to figure this out. Uh, <laughs> and Drell kinda walks away from him. <laughs> <laughs> you drop the guy on the floor as you just walk past him. I'll be honest, I didn't think that far ahead. Uh, Jubes, yeah. What, what do you usually do with people like this? I mean, we don't bring them back to our super secret hideout. That's what I said. <laughs> well, he's blind. He doesn't know where we are. <laughs> Jubes goes, well, listen, before he wakes up, you can drop his ass in the alleyway. He'll be none the wiser. Is this is this someone who would have like a bounty on their head? Like, could I get someone to just like throw him off at like a guard station? You could check a bounty board and uh, absolutely, yeah. 
You might get a few gold out of it. Well, I mean, we got to turn in this too, right? And I show him the uh, the eyeball. Jubes looks at the eyeball and uh, instantly notices what type of beast it was from. You hold up a dire troll's eyeball, which is something that's extremely rare. And she goes, oh, they had that on them? I wonder how they came across that. In the back, I'm, I'm leaning over the guy. Oh, so we don't need this guy? And I make my hand into a finger gun. And I cock it back while casting True Strike and aiming it at him. Oh, oh, hey, oh, oh, hold on, hey, hey, hey. is kind of like getting in between him. Reginald's like, oh, I'm liking this guy now. Pull the trigger. Jubes, is there a place we could just put this guy until we can turn in our reward in the morning and drop him off? Yeah, put him in, put him in a closet. Uh, Hugh, why don't you go ahead and help him out? Hugh jumps off the little stool, walks his way over, helps you get the guy, and he shoves him in a closet very aggressively. He goes, "All right, come on, bud, here we go!" Boom! And a bunch of like pots and pans. Do we like do we like double swing him from his yeah. like feet in his? <laughs> You're holding <laughs> him from like his feet. You're holding him from his arms, and he goes, "All right, hey. on three, one." How how big hey. is this closet? Is it like way too small to cram like a guy a in? Very or? small. It's a, it's a very small closet. <laughs> Throws it in, a bunch of pots and pans fall out. Hugh gives one of those back back donkey kicks and as the door shuts, like washes his hands, maybe. Alright. That bad boy will be in there for a while. So uh Jubes, what is uh what's your plan to uh to rob this place? Gather around, boys, gather around. Wow, Jubes, these seats are so my sized. I love them. Minus, get off of my leg. That's my leg. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'll get my own chair. Sorry about that. I was wondering why they were so comfy. Drill seems kind of flattered, but like still kind of awkward about it. <laughs> On the table that you guys are gathered around, there is a map of the city of Dilmore showing all the various districts. It's a very overview, bird's eye view of the map in its most basic blueprint form. Jeeves goes, all right, so remember your friend over there, Auric Shieldus, gave us some information. He said the changing time was 3 a.m. So for the next few days, the guard shift is going to be 3 a.m. for the entire city. All posts are going to be shifted at that point, meaning that for about solid 15, 20 minutes or so, this building is going to be empty or very loosely guarded. What Baldi and Leslie found is that there's two main ways to get into the building. The entranceway that everyone uses in the back door. Now, both of these entranceways lead to very vital areas of the guild house. However, Leslie noticed that near the back door, there is a window that seems to be broken or off its hinges. So if we go in through the window, we could probably get in. Now, the Red Guard Guildhouse is only one floor, but it has an identical basement. Now, we only know this based off the plans that we found through the city hall. It's identical to the first floor, maybe just slightly smaller, but that's where they keep the supplies, you know, real basic stuff, armory, etc. But we do know that they're keeping their shards down there we don't know which room it is we do know that it's separate from where they're stashing everything else with good intention because apparently there's a lot of them i'm talking a lot this is a huge score it's about i'm told there's a room with over three to four hundred of these bad boys that they've taken over the last six months three to four hundred armos you got a little uh drool on your mouth <laughs> I'm going to be handing you guys some scrying stones. You'd be able to talk to them and you'd be able to talk directly to me and I will be able to send messages out to everybody. We're going to have three observers. We're going to have the three of you go in and you guys are going to be assisted by Baldi and Hugh. Now, I just need one favor from you guys. This is Hugh's first, uh, first big heist. So make sure you go a little easy on him. All right. 
Yeah, I think this uh, Menace is first heist too. <laughs> and I just nudged Menace. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what you gotta do is go in, don't make any noise, find where the blood shards are located, get the blood shards out, mm -hmm. and then get out. Yeah, and um, when did you want to do this heist? It has to be done within the next three to four days. The time to strike is now. Or, you know, within the next day or two. So if you guys have any loose ends you guys want to tie up before you want to do this job, now's the time to do it. I mean, I just need to sleep. We just fought a crazy grandma. Did we mention that? We killed a grandma. And a bunch of uh, jazz guys, too. All five of them go, well, all four of them and Leslie just kind of look at you, but Leslie is unfazed. And she goes, ah... Uh, you know what? Whatever you do in your own personal time is on you. All right, we're not gonna we're not gonna judge you. I'm judging you a little bit, but if you want to fight grandmas in your free time, hey, listen. I'm not saying we're model citizens. Here's the thing, though. Here's something that you guys should know. We're not murderers here. We're not assassins. As a matter of fact, most of these red guard members are good people. They're just working class people. Yeah, we had a problem with a few of them, but if you guys get caught, you're on your own. And whatever you want to do, you do what you need to do to get out of the situation you're in. A lot of them, if not most of them, have families that they're going home to. I mean, yeah, we didn't we didn't expect to kill anyone. It's just like she was evil and you know Drill glances at Menace <laughs> like side-eyed and then kinda looks back forward. <laughs> yeah, no, same. Uh well I, I think what we definitely need is some sleep. <laughs> yeah, and do we want to uh try to follow Thumpus tomorrow? Yeah, I said we'd do it. Alright, sounds like a plan. Cool, cool. Hey, uh, Drell, before we go to bed, did you find anything on those little rat people's bodies? Mm hmm Did I find anything? Yeah, you never showed us the stuff. When you're thinking about what you may have found on the Dark Alloway gang members, you're casually, uh, scratching the bite mark. You okay, Drell? Why, why are you so itchy? I mean, I got bit, you know, just kind of, just kind of itches a little bit. Hey, you gonna eat that cheese, miss? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, all you. Okay, okay. Drill uh, Yeah, no, uh, I uh, I found that eye, you know, and then um, I guess some like flyer about like some fight night thing happening in the Kumbuki Isles. <laughs> Menace like falls off of his chair. <laughs> what? What? Uh, what? Let me see that paper real quick for no particular reason. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say Drill hands him another piece of paper, but no, he hands it to him. <laughs> Drell, this paper's blank. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, it's the wrong one, it's the wrong one. Uh, the shuffling of papers and you hand him the flyer. It is a flyer for something called the Kambuki Fight Pits, where it's looking for active participants to win up to a thousand gold. And it has like a little circle, of one of like the small islands in the Kambuki Isles. So it's there's directions on there, like broad directions. But with the amount, it's like the 73rd annual Fight pit is something they probably do. This a happens lot. like regularly have, yeah. Um, I immediately bring it to Jubes. I'm like, Jubes, hey, do you know anything about this? She looks at the flyer. She goes, Oh yeah, I've heard about this. Brutal stuff. Brutal stuff. Yeah, people go to test their might. They have fist fights. They have different categories of fighting. Really, you have fist fights. You have unarmed matches. They have armed matches. They'll match people up with like the same type of physique or same type of weaponry or just bare knuckle fighting. It's not to the death. It often ends in death. So you kind of know what you're signing up for. People go and they bet a lot of money. <laughs> this sounds amazing. Drell, if we ever go to this, I'm challenging you to a fist fight. I'm telling you. Oh, Menace, I wouldn't want to kill you. Plus, <laughs> I would, uh, you know, 
we don't want to take your money either. But um, <laughs> I mean, I'll fight people. I don't care. Hey, uh, Jubes, you ever heard of the uh, <clears throat> fire hydro the crystal I'm sorry. What? Miles? I'm sorry. What? Leans <clears throat> me closer. Uh, gives you her ear. Come over here. Come over here. Over here. Over here. Scooch over. Like to the side, somewhere kind of secretive. Okay. I don't tell a lot of people this, but I'm I'm looking for the. Five-headed Hydra, Crystal Hydra of the Kambuki Isles. Wait, wait a second. It says this has seven tongues. I don't remember that there before. Oh, my dad gave me so much information. What is that? Description? She takes the paper fuse. She looks at it. She goes, she's scratching her beard and goes, huh, okay, seven, seven heads, three, three horns, four spikes on the back. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Kambuki Isle. Well, I've heard of a lot of beasts, but nothing that looks familiar, but you'll definitely find some multiple-headed dragons over there, that's for sure. Or dragon-like things. I mean, that's what a hydra is, right? A dragon with multiple heads? Yeah, kind of, right? Yeah, yeah. It takes a sip of a ale. This is a huge story in our village, but everyone I've talked to about this outside of my village seems to know nothing about it. Well, I never heard of any crystal hydras, but a lot of, you know, the magic sorts, they get a lot of their magic doohickeys from over there. Just like like, you know how magic, big bearded humans, the pompous ones, the ones that fool themselves, they get a lot of materials, a lot of components, uh, like crystals and diamonds, stuff like that. Kambuki Isles are famously known for crystal caves, which is a main component for those magic folk. So there is a trade over there. So if you're looking for a crystal hydra, you'll probably find it near a crystal cave, right? <laughs> Minus, why don't you just buy it? Wait, what? Buy what? The crystals. No. Drill's like half not paying attention, like half paying attention. Like, but he's just like twirling the sword in his hand like this. Like, Leslie's like, please don't, please don't twirl it. Please, please don't drop it. He's like please fake drop dropping it. it. Just like acting. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big, uh, big monster drill. Big hydra. That's like made of crystals. I, th I think, I think. Big monster, huh? He looks at the pavement. Oh, wow. That's huh. Yeah. Made of crystals yeah huh i didn't catch that the first time yeah right it's weird it's like every time you look at this paper there's something new there's always <laughs> something new yeah all right i'm gonna go have a few ales and then get to bed <laughs> so you guys go on to bed you calling it there for the night yes the three of you go to bed gentlemen boyos go ahead and take out your level five character sheets as you are officially level five <laughs> say give it to me us. We got a level five warlock, we got a level five ranger, and we got a level four slash one barbarian. So you guys get up for the day, you get gather your equipment, you adjust your character sheets to level five, and you may start your day. What type of day is it? Noon. What's the weather? I'm sorry? What's the weather like, DM? I'm going to get a D4 out. Ooh. Uh, we'll say one is sunny day, two will be cloudy, three will be rainy, four will be a thunderstorm. Eh. It's a little rainy outside. That's good for cover. Yeah. You hear the sounds of raindrops piddle paddling on the wood exterior of the tavern that you are in. So you guys want to take the uh, rat guy to the town guard? Not really. There's still wanted posters with our faces out. Yeah, but like, let's be honest. Like, are they really going to recognize us? I mean, look at us. Recognize who? I put my uh, glasses on. <laughs> I just want to take a brief anime moment as the three of you are separated from the from the crowd with three giant red arrows above your head with how different you guys look. A cow, a red dude, and an eight foot tall man. Eight and seven quarters. Resume. <laughs> okay, I can do it. I have 
a scroll from way back when, from the wizard's <laughs> cottage of wow. disguised self. Yes. Finally. Oh my God, I was waiting for you. <laughs> so I'm gonna disguise myself, take it in, collect the money. Yeah. And I'll be back in an hour. See you guys in a second. An hour, dude. It's like literally right around the block. I think we, I think we'll go with him. But I, before we leave, I, I say, Hugh. Yeah. Hey, could uh, yeah? could we borrow some cloaks just to kind of, you know? Oh yeah. Well, I gotta see if I got uh ones big enough for you. Uh, so he goes over to the to the closet. The rat guy's still knocked out. He kind of pushes him to the side. He hits his head again, and it looks like he's going to be knocked out a little bit longer <laughs> uh, as a bucket falls on his head. And he's going through. He goes, oh, okay. Here, here's what we got. He brings out three uh, green cloaks, and he gives them to you guys. You guys put on the cloaks, and they are way too short. <laughs> but it fits me perfectly. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and my uh, ankles needed a tan anyway, so I think this definitely helps. It looks like a crop top on dress. Hey, do you have one in red? Red's more my color. Nah, we do green and blue here. I'll take blue then. All right. Okay. So he <laughs> takes it out. It gives you a blue one. All right, Armos. Let's get out of here. All right. Well, first I want to see Armos carry this rat man. <laughs> yeah. He's got to be oh, you guys are bringing the rat man with you? Yeah, he's got to turn him in. him in. Yeah, just to throw him into the... Okay. Hey, be like, throw us an extra 50, you know? That's what I'm thinking. Look, we get, we killed the guy that killed the guy. I mean, we don't need to tell him that part. We're the <laughs> we're the the king of the rats. Yeah, I think honestly, less details or most <laughs> is probably a better idea. So the three of you make it out of the thieves' forge. You travel through the knots and into the red spring. You put your tiny cloaks up to kind of hide your appearance or just blend into the crowd. You make a left, and rather going into the upper district, you are now in the Capitol Road West district, which is on the west side of the upper. This area is middle upper class type residency. The houses don't look immaculate, not like Thumbus's Wolf Ray's house, but they're very modest. And you go to the town guard house and the town guard house looks similar to the ones, the red guard house, um, except with a blue type of decal and you walk in and there is a longish desk and there is a gentleman in, a, in an iron skull cap doing some paperwork sitting at a desk. I'm disguising myself with my, my little scroll and then uh, walking in and trying to collect the, the bounty for for this. Armos, Drell and I await outside. Yeah. <laughs> what type of appearance does Armos take to make him seem like an adventurer who can slay a dire troll and or take down a bandit? Oh, what if you what if you dress up as one of the red guards that fought us in the beginning? Oh, mm, or just like a random person this guy might not fucking know. Like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but what's funnier? <laughs> exactly. Here's a spell. Here's what the sky self does for people that may not know. You make yourself, including your clothing, armor, weapons, and other belongings on your person, look different until the spell ends, or until you use an action to dismiss it. You could seem one foot shorter, one foot taller, or you can appear thin fat or in between you can't change your body type and you must adapt to the form of the same basic arrangement of limbs otherwise the extent of the illusion is up to you Dang. the changes wrought on by the spell hold up to physical inspection for example if you use this spell to add a hat to your outfit objects pass through the hat anyone who touches it will feel nothing or will feel the head and hair all right so outside i find someone with similar body type that's uh, in respectable shape. Okay. <laughs> you can humanize Shrek yourself. Like you can make the uh, horns go away, make your 
self have you know like what? human Maybe flesh tones, a we'll little shorter, a little know, taller. Put the tail away and the horns, normal normal shades of uh, color, get rid of this red. I want to see fan art of human armos. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh no, he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Squidward. Hey, he's already pretty sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so you make yourself appear more human looking, but similar in stature. Loki walks into the bar. <laughs> right. You make yourself look like an adventurer. You walk in and you announce talk to the guard. The guard looks at you. He looks shot, kind of uninterested in what you have to tell him. Hey, yo. I finished this and I dropped the the paper on the uh, I slammed down the paper and then I dropped the eye on the on the desk. Oh, I'm here to collect my reward. Your reward. OK, let me just look at your paperwork. A ye old dire troll. Interesting. Looks at the eye, squishes it. Ah, uh, I never seen a dire troll before, but I also never seen this type of eye before. 500 gold. Wow. Let me just go ahead and get the captain. And then we'll fill out the paperwork. I also got this guy. He was causing trouble. Did you guys some favors? He needs to be locked up. Mm. Pronto. Mm. <laughs> Takes a look at the man you're holding. He goes, what did he do? Tried to rob a grandma. <laughs> did you believe it? He tried to rob a ye old grandma. Yeah. And he was singing while doing it. <laughs> Psycho. Roll me a persuasion check. Oh. <laughs> Let's fucking go. I have been waiting my entire life for this and I got a nine. I just want to say I just want to say I have plus 6 to persuasion and I rolled a 3. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to let you roll I'm going to let you roll with advantage because that technically that is true. Yay, 23. <laughs> okay. <yeah>. Nice. <laughs> so you rolled a 23. He goes, "Well, we're going to go ahead. We're going to lock this man right up. Go ahead. Pop him on the counter." You uh, bring him close to the counter. He slams some cuffs on him. Drats. Locks him to an iron bar. He goes, I'm going to handle, I'm going to give you a stern talk or two in a minute. Robbing grandmothers and singing at them. It's unheard of. Ye should be embarrassed. Gives him a stern finger. Okay. You seem like a stand-up gentleman. Takes out some paperwork. Okay. Uh, what is ye name? Hang on. <laughs> yeah, as he goes to write, he realizes some pause, and he looks back up at you. It. <laughs> now, only two seconds have passed. I want to but... say a funny name, but I don't want to say. Yeah, it. you have a couple of seconds. I'll just, I'll just say. Just... I'll say Armos. We'll just go with Armos. We'll just use his real name. Armos. Taps on the paper with his with his quill. Does that sound familiar? Looks around. Looks into the back. He leans over the desk. He looks at the bounty board. He's like squinting. Where's this uh, person we need to meet? What's... We got things to do. I got a busy night ahead of me. I use my thermal. What's it called? Thermal. Thermaturgy? Yeah. I make uh, all of a sudden like lightning appear and uh, it's real loud enough to all of a sudden uh, hopefully startle the. Startle the guy because it's raining. It is raining too. <laughs> yeah. So although you're not intimidating him, I can't think of a better role than intimidation to see how lucky you get with this. So go ahead and give me either a deception or intimidation check to see if the thunder startles him. Twelve. He jumps up for a little bit. He goes, "Huh. Oh, this is getting worse out there. Interesting." As the wind goes through the window from the loud thunder, he uh, the paper gently floats on. To his desk, he goes, oh, 
Looks at you, looks at the paper. I didn't realize almost was such a common name. This looks nothing like you. <laughs> and he pushes it to the side and he goes, Almost do you have a surname, sir? Ye old surname? Um uh, Locket. Yeah. Almost. Hmm. So normally that pause when you say your name would be worrying, but I you know, I met a a gentleman not too long ago who had a pause with his name, but he turned out to be legit. Turned out yeah. to be legit. Yeah, his name is like Jack and Monte. So weird. Scribbles the name, <laughs> scribbles almost lock it, and um, gives you the paperwork. He goes, you can go ahead and take this to the bank, and they will award you your money. Ye have a good day, and thank you for ye service. Takes the paperwork and goes to file it and turns his attention away from you. Is there a pen on the, uh, that I can, like, take away? Is, I'm sorry, is there a what? Like a yeah, pen? Yeah, those free yeah, pens. Yeah, there's actually, <laughs> everyone uses quills, but for some reason there's a bunch of clicky top pens. It says town <laughs> guard, and it has a little, um, it has like a little slogan, and it says, uh, just as good as the red guard, smile. I want to, uh, take it while he's, uh, not looking. Give me a slight of hand check. <laughs> okay, first off, he's not even looking. No, no, it's fine. I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of these uh, mystical, magical, clicky top pens uh, on the table. You just swipe one. Cool. <laughs> can we can we cut to Drell and uh, Minus waiting outside real quick? Sure. Hey, Drell, can I ask you a serious question? Hmm. Depends how serious. <sighs> um. It's kind of embarrassing, but I had to ask, how do you, how do you get your shoulders so, like, thick? They, they're, like, they look good. Like, I'm pretty happy with my calves, but your shoulders are, like, thick. Well, Minus, you know, some people are just born this great. I don't really know what to tell you. Um, and Drill just kind of, like, shrugs with, like, flexes, just, like, really big. Like, I don't know. Man, you don't do any, uh, you don't have any... Suggestions? Are there any exercises I could do to like get get some good shoulders, man? I mean, I just eat like four thousand calories a day, and <laughs> I think I think that that'll that should do it. Menace is like furiously scribbling in his journal four thousand calories. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's all about the bulk, Menace. It's all about the bulk. <laughs> By the end of this campaign, Menace will be fat. <laughs> four thousand calories and a four thousand calories eleven diet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, and what kind of exercises should I do to get like I I gotta be honest, your forearms are pretty insane. Almost cut in at any time. I mean it's pretty much just like <laughs> arms, back, shoulders, neck. It's all about no abs, no legs. Oh no abs. Just I maybe maybe the I've glutes, been only doing abs. Like, squats Damn. only for the butt. <laughs> Like, you see this? I, I walk past them hearing that they're talking about the butt and just like, guys, we got to move. <laughs> oh, what? Did we Wait, did we see him change or did he do that as he went in? No. And then uh, I... Uh, Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> what have you done with Armos? <laughs> I'm like, it's me. Let's go. <laughs> oh, you look not red. You see, you see, Reginald looks like a cat. Oh my god! Uh, I hate this. I don't know why I can't stop licking myself. He has a hairball. Fuck! I almost just spit beer all over my keyboard. Holy shit! 
It's not okay. You can't make those jokes while I'm drinking. <laughs> Great. Reginald, right before you guys transform back, he does that weird cat leg thing where he like stretches like three feet longer than his actual body. Mm. What is this? It's <laughs> a good look for you. Might have to keep you this way. Anybody got some lasagna? Moving on, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> What do you guys do? All right, so he got he gave he basically gave you a voucher to claim at the bank. So if you guys want, I'll just let you oh, say you go okay. there, sign yeah. documentation. It's all approved. It's on the up and up, and you'll get the five hundred yeah. gold for that. Yeah, let's let's take that back let's then. That. Wait, wasn't it five hundred gold for the eye? Yes. So we didn't get anything for the other guy. He is locked up. Good Samaritan. He didn't tip <laughs> us for being a good Samaritan. Good news, I got this pen. <laughs> And I start clicking it. This will be a plot device later in the story. Don't you worry. So so it went pretty well in there, huh, Armos? Yeah. I mean, look at me. Oh, yeah, I mean. Who would have thought? Not me. So wait, did, we, did you get the gold or do we have to get it somewhere else? Yeah, we got to go to the place. <laughs> this way. Oh, the bank. Crazy. The okay, bank. yeah, let's go to the bank. <laughs> so you guys go to the bank, and you claim your reward for the dire troll. You get your 500 gold. You split it evenly amongst the three of you. And now you guys want to get your gear, right, that you had on order? That's correct. Okay. So the first place you go to, the first stop is Nama's Forge. For those who haven't listened to the shopping episode, Drell decided to enchant his great axe with a frost enchantment and he left his axe there while Nama was doing that. Nama is also a Goliath who's been living in South Trillis for most of her life and she opened a forge uh, called the Volcano Forge. So you get to the forge and she goes ha ha glad to see you again beats her chest with her hand and drops the axe right in front of you on the bar drill and she goes it's ready to go. Ready to slice and dice and make some ice. Okay, so I want to pick Kai and just pick it up and look at it. Absolutely. So when you look at it, you notice that there's some added etchings to your axe, um, specifically on the hilt of the weapon and on the steel of the blade itself leading into the sharp part. There are some enchantment runes on there. And she goes, all you got to do is you got to give this bad boy a command word. Say the command word, and it'll go. Okay, and how do I set this command word? You want to squeeze it? You want to hold it real tight? And you just give it one. Magic. <laughs> What's your command word for the axe? Marmalade. I love it. Armos and Menace just hear him say marmalade. As you say marmalade and grip the axe, it glows blue from your hands out to the shaft of the axe and into the blade and then with an icy touch sound it glaciers over and gives it like a small shattering after effect of ice bursting and the blade looks like it's touched by ice along its sharp edges so it adds 1d6 of frost damage to all of your attacks while it is activated and how long is it activated for? until you it's for one hour or until you dismiss it okay you will get three uses a day. It resets at dawn. Not after a long rest, at dawn. Armos, why do you think Drell just shouted marmalade? <laughs> you know, I don't. Well, I was going to wait to give it a command word until we were in battle, but that's sick. 
<laughs> you mean games? <laughs> we'll say you still have it. You still have a little shade. We'll say you still have the three charges. Would, that's why I didn't make it yet, dude. I was waiting because I didn't want to fucking use the charge. The DM bullied me into wasting one of my charges. Oh, I bullied dude. you. You guys hear this? Uh, <laughs> We're supposed to be stand this, against this is bullying. what it's like to play with Tony as your DM. Oh he bullies God. you into losing. I just asked you what your command word was. He's you like, said Marmalade. Doesn't that make Drill <laughs> mad that he just activated his sword? Oh, is he in a rage? Yep, that's one of those two now, but <laughs> a good one. <laughs> uh, Nama uh, pats you on the back and says, have fun uh, and do us proud. I will. And I give her the predator handshake. Firm grasps all around. You guys leave. And you head to Shieldheart Forge, where Alric Shield Dust is, and he has your order ready to go. You walk into the forge, and there is a stack of armor neatly wrapped and packaged ready for your pickup. Alric, Leslie says hi. <laughs> well, you you make sure I told Leslie hi as well, and to have a great day. Well, I already said that last time. You sure you want to say the same thing? Looks at you and goes, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, actually, you can send her something. Uh, ask her if she has any threes. Any threes? Uh, <laughs> you're playing some card games. Absolutely. I like your style. You have this long-distance card game going on. So, boys, here's your order. He points at the stack of leather armor and uh, reinforced armor on the table. And he goes, you gentlemen already paid up. You're free to take it. Can you refresh the audience of what we bought? Uh, can you refresh the audience of what you bought? Because I forgot. Uh, <laughs> uh, I upgraded my armor, but I forget how many uh, plus. Like about seven AC times, you know. I think is what it was. Right? Oh, I just got sick I'm deja vu. Sure. <laughs> yeah. It okay, was actually a plus it? four armor. Oh, wait. Now I remember. Now I remember. Okay. So yeah. Armos got plus two yeah. leather. Darn right. So did I. As I'm well as Menace, he dapper. got. So you guys got something similar in style, and I believe almost got like a rugby type helmet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got like a little leather helmet. That looks like a little rugby player. Oh, yeah, almost got a helmet. Darn right. <laughs> it's to cover up my wizard hat. <laughs> you put on your helmet. Reginald has his bandana and his headband, which is a little backpack that you made him. He goes, we look like we're ready to hit the town, and I am here for it, okay? I want one of these beers and ale you guys have so much of that you guys haven't offered yet. And honestly, I'm not saying I'm a little offended, but I am a little shocked. However, I'm ready to do this. Snaps his fingers, tries to go, gives almost a high five. Waiting for the high five. Little paw in the air. I give him a, a high five. Nice. Alec got his armor reinforced, right? Your chain mail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got plus two chain mail. Auric makes sure everything fits on you guys. He comes around from the counter. Auric is a human, by the way. Very well-groomed. Uh, a nice salt and pepper beard, closely shaved to the face. His hair is slicked back, and he has this line of... He has a streak of white hair along the side of his face. He looks very stoic and has more of a serious demeanor. But for a human, this guy is well built he looks like a seasoned adventurer uh and you see like little cuts and little scars on any body part that isn't fully covered by his clothes he's not wearing armor or anything but he is wearing 
for a blacksmith, he's wearing clothes that someone of upper middle class would wear. He has like a vest over a nice work shirt that is tucked in and he looks very clean and proper. As you guys try on a new armor, he makes sure all the measurements are good. He pats you down and he get, makes sure you guys are good to go. And he asks you if you guys like to fit. Mm, yeah, I'm like kind of just wearing it and like looking at myself and kind of like moving my arms and he's like, yeah, it feels, feels pretty good. I like it. Very nice. Very nice. Looks very well on you. This looks just like my mom's art. It looks so good. Well, would you believe it? Last night I sent an owl out and your mother actually returned a message and gave me some pointers on how uh, the your clothes should look. What? No way. No, she didn't do that, but I'm glad you like my handiwork. That's you on the shoulder and gives, like rubs your head a little bit, tries to mess what your an hair idiot. up. Idiot, <laughs> he actually believed her <laughs> or him. <laughs> Man, this is like so embarrassed. <laughs> He's just like head down, like oh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, I figured it was a joke. I just, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, give me the armor. <laughs> and he pulls pulls the armor away. He goes over to Armos <laughs> and he adjusts the helmet just right, so you get like the maximum vision but the most protection. He goes. This suits you well. I'm glad I got the horn slots just right here. This is exactly what I needed. All right. I'm glad you boys like it. If there's anything else I can help you with, let me know. Other than that, please have a great day. Stay dry. Do you have any umbrellas? <laughs> I got metal death umbrellas, and he points to like a barrel full of like steel umbrellas. <laughs> uh, I'm okay. <laughs> Suit yourself. And he flings one out, and he goes out to the back of the forge. <laughs> You now have the remainder of your day. Let's say that took about two hours all in all. So now it's like two, three in the afternoon, you know, l early dinner, late lunch. If you guys were so, uh, so inclined, but what would you guys like to do with the rest of your day? I guess we kind of just want to go hang out near the area where that guy's going to be, right? So you guys head over to the perfect tincture and the store is as busy as ever. You walk into the store that is about three stories high. The building looks very Diagon Alley-esque as it doesn't look like it's straight in structure. It looks like it leans and in on itself, but in a very majestic way, in a very magical way. There's a lot of potions here. When you walk in, almost you immediately know that there's a type of uh, enchantment magic going on here. The store feels like this, like it has a security system on it, like a magical security system. So as soon as you walk into your left near the front door is a sentient suit of armor. Like just plate armor that has a glowing blue visor that is just kind of surveying the area. And there's another one in the far corner. In the middle of the store, uh, in these rows and rows of potions, is a staircase going up. All the aisles are labeled as like like you would at a pharmacy. Like there's um, cosmetic style potions. There's health style potions. There's an aisle for mental health and so on and so forth. You feel that in this store, you could probably find a potion for anything or most or, or like whatever your needs are. You could probably find it here. When you look at take a look at the price tags, depending on which potion you want to buy, the price tag is way up there. If you wanted to see how expensive something is, a normal health potion here runs about 75 gold. Uh, OK, well, you guys want to go in? Yes, I want to go in and try to find a potion that looks like that orange potion that I have that's labeled HG. So you really don't have a preference here, but I'm not going to make you roll to see if you find it because you guys are just spending time in the store. You're going to take a 20 here. 
after some time passes and you're browsing through the wares, you see similar orange potions. You notice that it's in the strength category. The potion is for giant strength. Oh, man. And the HG stands for hill giant. Mm, I already have that. <laughs> it, oh, so you don't want this? Jill's like starts flexing really hard. <laughs> yeah, man, it's like, I'll take it then. I already have the strength of a giant Ormos. <laughs> is there uh, anything that looks like that liquid, that cloudy oil gas thing, that container that we have? You look at the two vials and they are subtly very different. The first one is so you find the potion that it looks like and it is a potion of etherealness you read the description on the potion and this potion that's for sale is marked at 1700 gold oh. the potion turns you ethereal for one hour essentially makes you a ghost but it takes your physical form it puts it on the ethereal plane and you look ghostly to anyone on the material plane but if you were in the ethereal plane and someone else was in the ethereal plane, you see each other as normal. So can you interact with both or you can only interact at the one? You can only interact at the one, right? Okay. The other one, you do not find anything that looks like it. You find things that are close, but you do not get an accurate description of what you have. The other smoky gray bottle that you have, the one that looks like oil. Give me an insight check. I got a 20. Whoa. The uh, one that looks like oil consistency, the one you recently found, you notice that there isn't a potion with like the same type of consistency of it. The more you look at it, you realize that this may not be a potion at all. This looks more like a poison. Hey, Armos, I'll trade you one of these blue potions for that orange one. Oh, you know what, buddy? You got a deal. Sold. <laughs> I mean, Minus, when you start bulking, you're not even going to need any of those potions, so <laughs> you should be okay. <laughs> Listen, Drell, I'm a tiny little minotaur. I'm going to need this. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit that. <laughs> uh, just to clarify, the mana potion gives you back one used spell slot. It does not it. exceed. Okay. Two fireballs is what I wrote. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys shop around you do hear some town bells outside coming from the center of the red spring district where you guys are now so the store is near the town square it's a really big store you hear some bells and crowd cheering and loud chatter over the rain outside i gotta take a look well these guys i'm sure probably still gotta do something you're gonna go over to the door and kind of take a look out the window yes i'm gonna say that while you're looking, you landed somewhere on the second floor, so you can just look out the window from there. Before we get to that, Drell and Minus, what are you two doing? Like, I was actually going to go out and talk to the people as well, but... um, Yeah, I feel like before we went out, I was just like, Drell, these potions are weird. <laughs> I mean, you guys don't want to look and see if there's some crazy potion you guys want? Not of these prices. Holy moly. I'm going out to see what's going on outside. <laughs> you got like 1,800 gold at this point, right? Yeah, and how do you think we got that Armos by saving? <laughs> just keep blowing it all. We're not going to have anything. I have a whole ledger God. in my journal, Armos. <laughs> Remind me not to trust you with my money. Jesus. <laughs> uh, all right, so I guess we're all three of us are clammed at the window. Yeah, I think we're all going outside or looking outside. Yeah. As you guys look outside, you see that a crowd of people that were shopping gather in the center of the square as a cart, a large cart 
is moving through the crowd, being pulled by two of the town's guard. And leading the two of the town's guard is somebody who's waving their hand very pompously, triumphantly, and very excited. He's wearing uh, chainmail armor, but it has like a goldish decal to it. You don't get any facial expressions from it, but he has like a this goldish uh, accented chainmail on and he's waving to the crowd. On the cart is an ogre, pretty big ogre, a slain ogre. And they're wheeling him into the center of the city and he's kind of parading it around because he just slain this beast. Is there anyone else in the shop or? There are still people in the shop like paying no mind to it. There's also some people going outside to see what the commotion is, but nothing really changes inside the store. All the workers that are there are still working. All right, do you guys want to go outside? Yeah, we could do that. I mean, so it's more of like a parade and this guy's like, looks like he just killed something and kind of coming back to the town and them cheering him on. Is that correct? That's exactly what it is. He's boasting his accomplishments. I don't know. Like, I kind of feel like we need to keep a low profile, but, and we don't recognize this. We don't recognize this guy, right? No, you don't recognize him. got cloaks on. (laughs) (laughs) The crop top cloak. (laughs) I am indistinguishable. (laughs) And I got my glasses on, let me tell you. (laughs) Can we ask the person in charge of this potion swindling business? Yeah, is there like a clerk? Yeah, just be like, hey, who's that? You go up to the girl at the counter and you notice that it's Gretchen from Volcano Forge. Looks like she's working two different jobs. Oh. She goes, oh, hi, how can I, oh, it's you three. Oh, wow, look who it is. <sighs> You're to charge us up the ass on this shit too or what? Uh, hey, listen, I don't set the prices. That all comes from upper management. Right. You guys want to buy some potions or are you here to bring me some sass? Cause I am not having it. I am coming off a double and I- oh. Whoa, no. hey, hey, Gretchen, I love your, I love the scimitars. They're great. And I do like, I flip the scimitars and like juggle the scimitars. Look how good they are. They're so You notice weighted. that the suit of armor in the corner, it's blue visor turns red as your weapons are not bound. Now that you're flipping them around <laughs> and it goes, <laughs> and in a metallic voice, it goes halt and gets ready to move towards you as Gretchen puts a hand up and dismisses it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Please put those down. I don't need a fight in the shop today. Please, please. He's he's gonna kill me. Oh, you don't want me to do this? And I just like start to lift up my sword (laughs) or my axe. The more you guys like lift your axe, the the armored suit's arm like lifts it. It matches your (laughs) (laughs) matches your movements. In sloth-like fashion, I sheathe my scimitars. (laughs) All right. So this is what we want. We want. Two of the giant potions and one mana potion and health potion for 75 gold. I thought, wait, I thought you didn't need giant potions, Drell. No, they're for you. You're just buying me these potions? No, no, no. No, no, no. You're going to buy it. I don't think I need more than one. I'm just negotiating the price for I want to buy giant health potions. All of those things for 75 gold. That's the best we can do. She goes, get out. Oh my god. <laughs> 75 gold. What is going on outside while while the uh to break up this conversation? Menace goes outside to check. <laughs> yeah, Drell walks outside too, but he turns around and he like looks at uh yeah, he looks at Gretchen and he does like the two eyes in his eye or the two fingers <laughs> point in his eyes and then the two fingers point back at her as he walks out. 
She rubs her temples and goes, ah, just another overachiever rating their accomplishments probably and she goes back to writing her ledger and then as i walk out the door i push over the coat rack <laughs> jesus and then i just keep walking out are you pushing over the coat rack yes <laughs> and but, like, as i you push bump wait, into wait. it i bump into it to make it look like it was an accident but like i don't pick it up the like, it look, i fake trip <laughs> I wait, hold on, Tony. The, the, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. And then, and then, as he does that, Minus like quickly catches it. Can I try and catch it? Yeah, I'll say you just catch it. Fuck. <laughs> okay, I catch it, put it back up, and like mouth, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I give her like prayer hands. Like I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do. Uh, it, it, she, he's having a bad day. She is staring at her book as she looks back down and just wide-eyed and over it. <laughs> you guys are going outside. You go outside. Okay. Outside, there's a large crowd surrounding this slain ogre, and there is a man boasting about his accomplishments and how he slain this giant beast. And he goes, I, Golo, have defeated the ogre to the east. No, please stop applauding. Stop applauding as he's waving the crowd to cheer more. Ah, yes. Listen, it's just another day for Golo the Mighty. Excuse me, what'd you say your name was? <laughs> Golo the Mighty! And he points to you in the back. Sick name. <laughs> Make me a perception. People are pretty happy, right? Yeah, go ahead and give me a perception check. 19. 17. 4. Almost, his name is Golo the Mighty. <laughs> I barely got that. <laughs> so, you what guys you say? <laughs> Goro? No. Um. So, as Golo is... He's going into detail where he fought the beast and uh, trying to boast boast himself as much as possible. He's trying to swoon some of the ladies that are just gushing over him. So you look at Golo and he is another human and he has this really fancy-ish chainmail on. Really fancy chainmail on. Gold accented. He has, a, he has two long swords across his back and he has a buckler on his arm. Not bounded, by the way. And, but the guards have walked him into the center of town. Given the state of excitement, this is something that this town just does. So this doesn't look like something that's completely out of the ordinary. People come here, slay monsters, and then brag about it. But then 17 and 19, you guys look at the ogre, the dead ogre, and it is very dead. There's no movements, no sudden shifts. It is a big ogre, but the way it's laying on the cart, you notice something a little weird. You notice this is various stitched parts on its body. Like under its armpits, there's a lot of stitches. Uh, across its belly, it has a giant cut that was stitched together. Now, you guys know that this ogre looks like it was medically treated. What you also know is that ogres don't have medicine where they're from, they're ogres. So it's a little weird that an ogre would have stitches. Drell, I don't. I ain't never seen an ogre stitched together like that. That's weird, right? Am I seeing things? Yeah, I mean, every time I've seen an ogre, they've uh, they've looked like they were all in one piece. I don't mean to accuse another warrior of such things, but I don't know if this guy's, you know. Yeah, no, I think this guy's full of shit. Yeah. Right? Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Oh, thank God! I thought I was the only one that thought that, dude. He seems like he is full of doo doo. Ha ha. Guano. Got it. What else is he doing as he goes through the streets? He, right now, he is just parading around and boasting his accomplishments, how he found this ogre. 
and he fought it. You do see slash marks on it made from the sword. They look kind of fresh, but it's weird that it's also has stitches on various parts of his body. Um, I'm going to use my th thermic. What is it? Thermic? Thaumaturgy? Thaumaturgy, yeah. And I'm going to make a, a voice three times louder and be like, what are with the stitches? <laughs> <laughs> make me a slide a hand check to see if you can blend in and hide your uh, like the location of where you're yelling from. I got a 10. That's pretty right in the middle. It's pretty right in the middle if you think about it. Golo hears the voice. Uh, where? Hey! Why does it have stitches? <laughs> he looks in your general direction, but not directly at you. And you see that he raises an eyebrow. He has his helmet tucked underneath one arm, and he has the other arm up, and he goes, ah, and your eyebrow raises as he looks at the beast. And he goes, turns back, he goes, well, I mean, I don't know what type of self-care this ogre did, this beast did before it met my blade. However, it looks like it may have had a tussle or two, which makes it even grander because this ogre is clearly a seasoned fighter. And yeah, I, I think you're full of shit. Ogres don't have that kind of medical treatment. <laughs> you see more people are now looking at your direction just from. I want to uh, try to project my voice like it's coming from a different <laughs> direction. Be like, yeah, I've never seen a ogre with stitches either. <laughs> well, if anybody wants to doubt my prowess, Please come forward so I may prove myself to you. We start trying to do a chant between the three of us, <laughs> saying fraud, 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 fraud. Yeah, fraud. fraud. <laughs> Can we do persuasion check? <laughs> and we uh, use my my voice, my booming voice to make it seem like it's catching on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so from your perception check earlier, you notice that most of everybody, you couldn't visibly see anybody talking bad about this guy. People seem to already have been a fan of this guy by the way they're cheering him mm. on. So if you want to make a persuasion check on the crowd with disadvantage, I'll let you guys roll for that. I'm already, I'm already. So with a help it. action, because it's a group, so it's 21. one. Wow. And nine. <laughs> no, no, it's just one check, right? Because we're doing a help action to help each it other. It wouldn't be with disadvantage regardless. No, not, not, what? I would say not in this scenario because it's a large crowd and this is a local hero. Oh, man, and I got 19. <laughs> Wait, which one do we have to do? Persuasion. Is it a group check because we're chanting? Yeah, it, or is is it, it is a group check, yeah. <gasps> I got a 16. Oh, fuck. I rolled a fucking nat 20 on my first one. <laughs> All right, what's your second one? And then a fucking 7 on my second one. Oh. The DC is quite so the 32. So you guys start chanting and you go fraud, fraud, fraud. And then you hear some other people that aren't a part of uh, almost a stermaturgy and they go, oh yeah, that is kind of weird. Uh, why uh, Ogre doesn't have Medicare or anything like that. That's kind of weird. And you hear somebody Medicare? else in the corner. He goes, yeah, that's kind of, I never knew an Ogre that knew how to do sutras, karma sutras. That's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. The majority of the chance is still for Golo, but you have created some doubters. <laughs> I don't know where we are going with this, but I'm just glad we fucking made <laughs> half the people fucking hate this guy. <laughs> Golo goes, well, if anybody wants to drink with a winner, I'll be in the tavern. I use my magic hand and uh, 
<laughs> and, and knock his helmet out of his hand. <laughs> make him look like just a fucking doofus. Just to make him look like a dunce. <laughs> Give me a wait, sleight of hand check. Uh, wait, should I do it? I could do like insects to like knock it off. Oh my god, this is great. You should make the insects pull his pants down. Yeah, I'll, while he's doing that, I make the insects pull his pants down. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I got a 19 on mine. Mm. Slide a hand. Uh, I got a 19! <laughs> this dude's getting clowned on! Well, okay. technically it's a 22. I closed my book. You guys pants this man <laughs> successfully as he turns around to go to the tavern. Um, real quick, real quick. Front, 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 front. What a fucking loser. Oh my god. Uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you've had some pretty good ideas, Jared, but that might be the best idea you've had all campaign. <laughs> <laughs> to make this guy look like yeah. fucking stupid. <laughs> so he goes, if anybody wants to drink with a winner, I'll be at the Golden Castle in Chalice Tavern. Getting my meat on. Go roll the Ogre Slayer. As he walks away with your magical 19s from the both of you, uh, with the combination of a floating white glove that goes undetected and insects, uh, Golo becomes pants as he reveals his hairy legs and heart patterned trousers as it hit the floor. Oh, don't oh. forget, he has to oh. bend over and pick up his helmet as while de-pantsed. <laughs> <laughs> as you slap the helmet out of him. I want to make a fart noise like as he bends over to pick up his helmet. <laughs> Picks up his helmet, makes a fart noise, and he goes, oh, oh. I think that guy just shit his pants. Yo, with thaumaturgy, I, I make the ground trouble. <laughs> as he farts. <laughs> oh, 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 my. Oh, oh, oh my. Oh. It's a bit of a weak moment for me, I'm going to be honest. And some of the girls <laughs> turn away as they're like, ah, ah. Some of them are still, some of the girls are still smitten. Uh, however, a lot of them seem to turn away as he quickly picks up his trousers, lets out a little squeaker, and he goes, <clears throat> and he goes, and he makes his way over to the Golden Castle and Chalice Tavern. If only I had pressed the digitation right now. <laughs> it would have smelled so bad. Oh, man. So... He walks away, the crowd starts to disperse, some people follow him and still talk to him, and they go into the tavern. We'll say about an hour or so has passed when you guys were in the store till this moment. As you guys were you guys took twenty to browse to find out that information. <clears throat> so for those who don't know what take twenty is, is that you take is when you do a normal task over and over again. So rather you guys rolling for it. To see if you pass the check you're taking 20 and taking the necessary time needed to just do the task whatever you want like if you guys are trying to build something you would just take 20 and some time passes and the task is done this is stuff that's usually out of combat and just role play stuff so with thumbus you guys did not see thumbus on the storefront giving the structure of the building if he was there he's probably in his office in the back somewhere so the streets have started clearing. The dead ogre is still on a cart, just sitting in the middle of the town square. Uh, as some people come over to take a look at it and walk away. And it's kind of there, just like on display for the time being. Can I go look at it? Yeah, I wanted to do that too. Yeah. I want to yeah. um, just, I guess, look a little bit deeper into like these um, 
wounds. See if they were, or like. Yeah, did he sew four, four fucking ogres together or something? <laughs> Make me an investigation check. What about an insight check? <laughs> I got four. If this would be an investigation check. Fuck, dude. Uh, <laughs> Eleven minus one is ten. <laughs> or what about a medicine check? I will let a medicine check work. Yeah, that's actually a really good suggestion. I will let a medicine check work. Fuck, that's worse than my. Uh, it's five. Five is your roll. Uh, almost. What did you get? Seventeen. So as you as you three look at the ogre, you definitely see battle wounds. Like although the fight may have taken place like a day or two ago, to bring him back here, he definitely fought this thing. There are sword wounds like in its chest and arms, etc. The stitches look like they have taken, but the stitches were done somewhat recently, maybe like two weeks ago. So if Golo had fought this beast and won, um, it's a good chance that this thing was already weakened when he fought it and somebody else sewed it up. But you notice several uh, stitched places. Both of his armpits are stitched uh, and across his belly was stitched. So, yeah, I think I want to go. Do we want to talk to this guy before tonight or do we just want to wait for him? I thought we were just waiting for him. Okay. Yeah. Can we just um spend the rest of the day kind of just making preparations and getting everything ready, getting supplies and stuff, and then just waiting for him outside? So his planner said that around five or six o'clock, six o'clock, he's going to go to the guild house. So you guys can burn some time here and just wait for him to leave. All right, so we still got plenty of time to kill, right? Yeah, is there anything you guys would like to do before we skip ahead a little bit? So there's nothing on this ogre, though. Like, there's just stitches. Wait a minute. If we look within, is there, are they smuggling something in? Oh, wait, no, it's unguarded, right? There's no one around? There are the town guards around it, hmm. like, watching over it, but people are, like, coming by and looking at it. A lot of these people haven't seen an ogre, and you know, there's people around it. It's not like you guys are by yourself. They're like poking at it. The guards are like, "Hey, don't get too close now. This thing is quite dirty, unhygienic." Uh huh. But it seems like it's been dead for a while. But he said he just killed it. It's been dead for like two days. So he would have had to drag it back here. So it's definitely been dead from when he fought it and brought it back here. There are sword wounds. He had swords, so. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Unless there's something inside of it, that'd be interesting. But could you use your uh, X-ray feet real quick, almost? Right? To, like, <laughs> I know. You know, let me reach in my bag of, or I'm sorry, my cloak, a uh, robe of useful items, and let me see what I pull out. Just Eldritch blasted. I go up and I drop a bean in his belly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Wait, yeah, <laughs> drop a bean. Oh my god. <laughs> Can we? Yeah, wait. Is there is there like dirt around? You could find dirt from like a planted tree nearby. There's decoration. Yeah. Hey, Drell. Yeah. What up? You got those beans? <laughs> yeah, they're in my pocket. Why? Let's plant one. I don't know. That sounds fun. You just want to plant a bean? Yeah. Why not? This this town could use some more uh, plants, so I th I would like to plant one. All right. Sure. Why not? All right. And I I go over to the uh, the soil and I just pull out the bag and like kind of scoop some dirt out of the way, put the bean in and then cover it again with the soil. Oh, oh, oh okay. Nope. 
Why'd you give us that noise? Uh, nothing. I just prepped for a really long time today. We're not going to see it. Um, what? We got a side quest. <laughs> what is happening? So that was just a fucking going to give us something. I don't know. So you plant the bean in the soil. In the town square. In the town square. <laughs> this is not going to go good, dude. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Who plants the bean? I mean, I dug the hole, but it sounds like Drell did it. I do, yeah. Roll me a percentile dice and let me know what you get. Between one and one. Oh my god. I'm going to crack a beer for this one. I need a beer too. All right. I guess I'm going to go get something to drink too. <laughs> this obviously, when he was like, we're not going to get to it, it meant like this. There's a bunch of shit's going to come from this. Mm hmm. What did you. Okay. So you plant a bean. What did you roll on a D100, Drell? I rolled a. We just. We just going to raw dog this? We can dog, dog, rog it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this outro. Hold on. I'm clearing my. I'm just clearing my throat. Reginald's here today with us. What's up? What's going on? I'm doing the outro. How are you doing? This is weird. You know, never done this before. I've never done an outro with a fictional character before. Well, you know, it's only fictional if you don't believe me. Oh, it's a good thing I do believe in you. Uh, <sighs> everybody else. Just like Santa Claus. Real as can be, baby. And I leave little presents under your tree. Little, little bunny poops. I've been a bad boy, so don't leave me any presents this year. Uh, it just turned really weird. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the outro. This is a different kind of outro, everybody, because we decided uh, to split this episode in half. There's just Dan decided, not me. <laughs> I decided a, to he said he, he came in, he <laughs> kicked down the door of my Discord DMs. He goes, listen up, bitch. I'm the captain now, and we're splitting this episode in half. Fuck you, dude. And then he just cuts it in half, and I'm just here for the ride. He's holding me up at gunpoint. I hired those uh, singing people to go to his house, and then after they sang, they slapped him a bunch and called him an asshole and just left. They wouldn't leave. They kept oh, held me up at sax Still point. There. It was weird. I need to pay him extra for that then. Oh. Good work. Oh well. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if you can hear me, you know, send like, help. This is a, it was so weird because I, uh, you know, they knocked on my door, opened it. He goes, "This is a stick up," and it was, oh my god. Was there a little bang flag that came out of the gun? <laughs> <laughs> you actually saw the musical note out of the mouth of the brass instruments. Oh, now you're fighting some jackwares in real life. Oh yeah, yes sir, yes sir. So. As Dan was saying, as he's robbing this episode of Gunpoint, we are cutting this episode <laughs> in half. We are turning episode, was 28 into two? Listen, this isn't the first time we've done this. I think we did this a few episodes back. Yeah, well, it was just such a funny episode, and there were so many important things. It would have been like two and a half hours, maybe more in total, if I kept it all together. And we had such a funny, intense kind of cliffhanger there, so I wanted to keep that as a cliffhanger for this one. Oh, the fucking cliffhanger. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A DM's worst nightmare. Well, hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us on social media, if you haven't already. Follow us on TikTok at D&D Pod. You'll see our little D&D 404 symbol on there. Yes, sir. Follow us on Twitch. Hopefully, we'll be streaming again soon. I, I kind of miss it, to be honest. Those are some of the Yeah, we just got to figure done. out our schedule. We yeah. keep saying we're going to do it, and we just kind of <laughs> the bed every time. But my life's been pretty busy. 
Um, you got a baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just other stuff outside the baby, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, come join the Discord. Come hang out in the Discord. We're making more of an attempt to be in there. And uh, guys, if you like the show and you already told your mama and told your daddy and told your nanny, all right, and your other family members, rate the show. Give us five stars. No less, no more. Send Spotify a nicely worded letter about how good our podcast is. Yeah, get it notarized, though, so it's legit. Yeah, make sure make sure it gets there. Yeah, it's free to do that, by the way. I learned that recently. Well, notarize it, scan it, and then email it. Easy. Yeah, send them an edible arrangement, so you know. Really, really butter them up. So yeah, we send uh, them flowers while you're at it. <laughs> we can get good ratings on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, make three or four burner accounts. There you go. Easy. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. No, 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 no I'm no, kidding. I'm no. kidding. <laughs> I'm not. Listen, do not make a burner account and rate the show five stars three to four times. Absolutely do not do that at 3 a.m. where your internet is least traceable. <laughs> and definitely, definitely, no matter what, Definitely do not send us an email at dndhotline at gmail.com. You can find that link below this episode and tell us some of your deepest, darkest secrets for us to read during the show or in Discord or anything like that. Are you okay, Tony? No, I, I think I... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> I even Definitely forgot that not. email, too. <laughs> I don't think I read it right, but still. I mean, a... Alternate D and D four four hotline email. This uh, episode was an hour eight. Now it's an hour like twenty, just because of this outro. <laughs> Listen, if you subscribe to D and D four four hotline at gmail.com, which I think might be the email listed down below, I may or may not send you a decoder ring to send you secret messages uh, to secretly get back at Daniel yes. for what? robbing this episode at gunpoint. Uh, excuse me, robbing robbing this episode at saxophone point. Okay, I want to reword that. He's going crazy and drunk with power. Hey, hey, guys, uh, you know, stick the knife a little deeper there, over there. <laughs> oh no, they're at my window. There it is. Yeah, they're at my window. Oh <laughs> 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 no, no, I've never been so f afraid of brass and wind instruments. Oh my god. <laughs> well, this has gone off the handle. Uh, future me, would you take it away with Humbrea's heroes? Hi, it's future me. <laughs> It's time to thank the supporters of our show. First up, we have Sigic College alumni, Ulrich Shield Dust. Ulrich not only owns a fleet of successful blacksmith shops, but he is also a giant slayer. Once, Ulrich killed a giant who tried to cook him in a giant pot filled with delicious spices and herbs. Now that's what I call a seasoned adventurer. Let's move to Humbrea's heroes. First up, we have Man with Glass, infamous glass blower of Umbrea. That's right, infamous. Recently, Man with Glass has been on a crime spree across Umbrea. If anyone has anything about the whereabouts on Man with Glass, send an owl to the address listed below this episode. Any information will be greatly appreciated. Next, we have Pascal Elliott, AKA Charcoal Darts, wild magic artist and character artist of D&D 404. Did you catch the shooting star in the night sky? That was a whisk of Elliot's paintbrush across its dark and beautiful starry canvas. Next we have Artemis, infamous gladiator and bouncer of the Kambuki Pits. It was said that he once boxed the abominable snowman and won. However, the beaten beast is a bit of a sore loser and claims he wasn't Yeti. Next up is Joshua Weaver, bag weaver of Humbrea. Recently, in the city of Dilmore, weird bags have been popping up all around the knots with mysterious items inside. 
It was unsure what the items were, but it was rumored that it was last year's W-2s. That's right, this is a reminder to do your taxes. You're coming get close if you're hearing it for the first time now. Lastly, we have our newest hero, Alex Dredd. Or should I say Alex Judge Dredd, a hero of the people with an appetite for justice. Alex is an angry wizard with two fully loaded arcane focuses ready to go, and he's got a spell slotted with your name on it. Thank you again to all the Patreon supporters. We appreciate the love and support and everything in between. That's it for this week's episode. We'll catch you in the next one. Have a great week. Oh, bye.